Welcome, everyone. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and you have arrived at the Paper Outpost podcast. This is the joy of junk journaling, everything related to junk journals. Today's topic is all about the color, color and how it affects our world of junk journals. A talk about color, you say? Ah, boring. No, no, wait. I'll show you. It's fascinating. Hang on, hang on tight, and I'll show you just why. Can anybody say vintage photo? Uh, yes, it seems to be that we are all uh, magnetized to this lovely color called vintage photo in our distress inks. Thank you, Tim Holtz, for that. Uh, but it is a beautiful brown color that we use to uh, ink our edges. And we uh, ink our ephemera, we ink our embellishments, we ink our pages, we ink our covers, and the next thing you know, we're covered in ink. Or perhaps we don't ink at all. Um, This topic is not just about inking colors. This topic uh, will cover a myriad of avenues that we're going to explore with our junk journals and color. Now, um, what colors are you naturally drawn to? I find that In junk journaling, I tend to be drawn to four classes of colors that I tend to pull from all the time. My hand goes in the bucket of my inks and I pull out these colors, or my hand goes into my bucket of fabrics and I pull out these colors, or, you know, my gelatos or my watercolor or whatever it is, these seem to come out a lot for me. My personal colors happen to be pinks, browns, blues, and greens. And this is going to be different from ev- for everyone. There are no correct color choices. It's a very personal choice, and it has to be something that means something to you. When you find yourself drawn towards a color, that color is speaking to you. It's pulling you closer. It's pulling you in. It's, it's, there's a power that colors have. They draw us to them, and we embrace that and then we inject those colors into our artwork and it's truly a beautiful thing and then somebody else will come along and take a look at our artwork and say hey I'm really drawn to that blue one or that green one or something about it I just love the colors in this one Um, so uh, I tend to personally shy away from certain colors I tend to shy away from reds yellows and oranges in my journals I I I do use them. I use them as accents, but I don't use them as main colors. Um, And uh, I think probably most of us have some colors that we tend to shy away from. Uh, I would say that the purple category for me is, I would say, a middle middle color. Like I'll use it as uh, medium to light accenting. I do like purple. I like purple flowers and things like that. but I, I, I use it, um, I would say, you know, it, it's in the middle for me. So the pinks, the browns, the blues, and the greens are very popular uh, for myself. And then the reds, the yellows, the oranges, um, rarely I use them as accents. Or let's say if there happens to be a beautiful picture that I have and I want, it happens to have those colors, I will go with it. I won't fight it. I will just use it in the art and let it express itself there in its own beautiful red, yellow, orangeness of itself. Um, color evokes emotion in people. It is a passionate thing, color. It will draw you in or it will repel you. So remember that when we're making our journals. Does anybody remember the old Roy G. Biv? Roy G. Biv is the little anacronym for the rainbow, the colors of the rainbow. Roy G. Biv is R-O-Y-G-B-I-V. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. 
that very interesting indigo color. Apparently a cross between the blue and the violet. Um, never really got a lot of fanfare or stage play, but it is there in the in the rainbow, so it, it deserves a uh, mention. <laughs> okay, so... Um, those are your classics. Those are your base. And I'm not going to get into intense color theory or anything like that. I'm going to keep this very lighthearted. And we're just going to have a free-for-all here talking about color. Um, so we're going to keep it light. And I'm going to uh, have some design experts curl their toes at the way I'm speaking about this. But I'm just going to keep it fun and friendly. So with the Roy G. Biv, the red, orange, green, blue, indigo, and violet, we also have all the shades that are a little bit lighter and a little bit darker than all of those. So when you go lighter in red, you become pink, of course. And uh, you can go darker and become, uh, you can add, get into maroons and burgundies and things like that. And you can also cross-pollinate your colors to get little hybrids. You can have a red-orange or an orange-yellow or a yellow-green, green-blue color. Um and a lot of this uh, going lighter or darker is uh, done by adding white or black. So you could add those to your color list. I guess officially they're not colors. They're the white is the uh, presence of light and black is the absence of light. And that's as deep as we will go into color theory. Uh, but... I consider them colors because I can dip a paintbrush in them. I can open a gelato and I can find that color or I can, uh, you know, find an ink with that color on it. So I, uh, or, or paint. Um, so there you go. Um, those are the colors that we work with. Now we have all the variations and all the cross pollinating that goes in between all those. That's where all the fun little marriages happen between all those colors and color can be cheery. Or it can be dark and mysterious, depending on where it lands on the spectrum. Think about The Wizard of Oz. Does everybody remember The Wizard of Oz? What a great movie, and I'm totally dating myself here, but The Wizard of Oz is a perfect example of how you went from the first half of being black and white, and then you transformed into the second part of the movie, where all of a sudden the full spectrum of color came to life. And this movie always uh, rings a personal bell with me because when my, my husband moved here from Germany uh, and we got married in our 30s, so we were, we were old folks by the time we got married, but he had never seen The Wizard of Oz. And of course, I had to, you know, dust off the couch, sit him down, and, and we were going to watch The Wizard of Oz together because I was not going to let that last. And uh, so... Uh, you know, and I didn't want to give it away that, uh, that it was going to go from black and white to color, but he did mention, he said, oh, he goes, this is a black and white movie. We're going to watch a black and white movie. And I didn't want to say just wait or just hang on because that would give it away. But, uh, I just kind of kept quiet, which wasn't easy. I probably went and had a snack to uh, occupy myself. But I remember watching him when he, uh, saw the transformation when color was added. And uh, it was, it was very interesting to see from somebody who had never seen that movie before. So color can be very, very very impactful uh, to us, and it can really change the way we see our world. Um, now, it, it it can be said that we could completely make a black and white journal, and that would be completely cool, uh, or many shades of gray. Just think about that, just how many variations there are in the black and white world. I mean, you're just going up and down the spectrum, and you have everything in between, charcoal and dove gray and all these things. So what I would like to do is encourage everybody to experiment with new colors. I'm constantly trying to challenge myself with this, uh, especially with my inks, 
to dig in there, go deep, and pull out a darn color that I don't use normally and just play with it and and express myself with that and just see where it takes me in a completely non-judgmental form and just allowing my brain to uh, uh, explore and learn about this color. And um, it can be quite the adventure. I highly encourage you to, to do this because it can open up new worlds and new vistas for you. Uh, now, let's talk about some categories of color. And these are actually, I would say, more themes of journals that are very popular out there. And I'm just going to flop these on the deck, but these can be applied to any of the favorite themes that are out there. Uh, But for me, uh, nature is a very popular theme that I like to make. And then there's antiques or uh, vintage style journals or Victorian style journals. And um, and then I, I don't do a lot of steampunk. I play with it a little bit, but that's another category. And it could be anything. I mean, themes can go from, you know, Lord of the Rings to fairies to, you know, um, you know, uh, treasure hunting or pirates or whatever have you not. But think about a theme when you're making a journal and then think about the colors that are married to that theme. Now, when I think about nature, and this will be different for everybody, but when I think about nature, I think about greens and browns and blues. For me, for some reason, that just says nature. And I like to accent those colors with a little bit of pink, a little bit of red, a little bit of orange, a little bit of yellow, a little bit of purple, because I see nature drawing little flowers in amongst all the green and the brown, as if you're walking through a forest and you see just little dots of color here and there. So that kind of gives you an idea about how we can marry thinking about color while we're creating our journals. So I'm going to take you into an exploration of antiques and steampunks as well, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, how you can use color in your journal in different ways. So I'll be right back. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. And we're back. Okay. So the next category I'd like to discuss for a theme and how we could marry that with color is the antique theme or the vintage theme or the uh, Victorian theme. Uh, It's a very popular theme in junk journals. And I thought I'd just mess around with this one for, for a bit with you. But when I think of antique colors, what do I think of? I think of muted colors, um, darker colors, softer colors, aged colors, weathered colors. It makes me think of grays and browns and charcoals with little accents of black, maybe a little bit of white here and there. And then uh, possibly another uh, stronger accent color of a pink, of a, of a uh, usually I go for pink or sometimes it's a green or it's a blue, uh, possibly a little bit of purple works its way in there. But everything has this muted feel to it. It's uh, 
soft around the edges. These pages have been around for years, so everything has kind of been worn down over time with your hands. This book has been opened and closed a thousand times, or at least that's what it's supposed to look like as happened to this book. Um, so that weathered, aged look is very prominent here. So you can take a lot of your favorite colors and just mute them down. You can soften them. You can add uh, browns to your color to mute a color. You can add a little bit of uh, blue or green over top of a um, uh, like a brighter color, like a pink, a red, an orange, or a yellow, or a purple, and you can knock it back or knock it down, and that will take it into the more old world effect. Sometimes when I'm um, doing the edges of papers in my antique journals, I will start with some brown around the edges, but then I'll go back and I'll put a little uh, dash of green here, a little dash of yellow there, a little dash of blue here, maybe a coppery color, something like that, just to give it that um, aged leathery copper vintage sort of style. And, um, you know, as metals age, they tend to turn colors. You can add a little bit of teal or a little bit of a seafoam green for that copper um, a patina look, which is kind of neat and kind of, you can add that to many different elements in your, in your book. You can add that to metal elements in your book, um, or, um, embellishments or journal cards, things like that. Um, and also as you're making your books, you can create things in a base color. Like, let's say you just want to, uh, you tend to do more old style, old world things, but you don't want to commit to a color right away while you're making your ephemera or, or, or your embellishments and things like that. So you could just accent them with brown initially and then come back later when you're actually making your journal and amplify it with the colors of that journal. Let's say you're doing a nature journal, but it's supposed to look like something that came out of the 1800s or early 1900s, well, that's when you can come in with some uh, muted blues and greens and you kind of knock those back with a little bit of brown, something like that. So, uh, you know, and let's think of an, just random category would be steampunk. Let's say you like to do steampunk journals. Well, to me, uh, steampunk... Uh, brings the idea of browns and purples and dark blues with some accents in it, with maybe some metal, some muted, rusted metal colors, uh, again, with the patinas and things like that. So these are, again, very personal choices. Your color choices are going to be completely different from mine. You should listen to your own heart and follow your own heart as it will it take you towards the colors that you want to work with and that you want to play with. And you should play with the colors that you enjoy playing with, but don't be afraid to occasionally play with a color that you've been ignoring or you've been snubbing or you've been just saying, no, 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 not in my world, Missy. You just turn your little pants around and walk away because I don't play with that one. But... I encourage you to give it a go because you may find you might have a lot of fun <laughs> because as all of a sudden you're taking, your brain is, is, uh, intermittently shaken out of its normal little dusty resting place. And you're forced to look at things differently because all of a sudden there is yellow in your artwork and you're, you're getting all excited about how wonderful yellow is. Um, and you know what, maybe you'll just find out that, uh, maybe yellow is not your favorite color and you're just, you're okay with it. You don't need to have it in there. Or maybe you will only want to use it when you are painting your purple mushroom rooms and you just want to put yellow dots on them just for the slightest of accent just to give a little bit of contrast to make that purple pop a little bit more. So sometimes the colors uh, we don't use that much can be used for beautiful accents 
So remember that. And uh, now let's have some fun. And this is why working with color can be so uh, much fun. Not only do we work with the color in our art, but we also describe our art to uh, other people. So when we're saying color, uh, we could say blue. Hey, I I made a blue book. Or wouldn't it be more exciting or intriguing if we're describing our journal for perhaps an Etsy uh, store description or uh, you're just giving it to somebody and you're writing about, oh, I made this beautiful journal today. I made a blue journal. What if you said, I made a robin's egg blue journal today, or I made a duck egg blue journal today. Wouldn't that be fascinating? I like to do this in my descriptions, in my YouTube videos, and in uh, my Etsy shop too. Uh, I'm embellishing the embellishments, basically. I'm giving them more character, more color, more richness by describing the colors in greater detail. Explain what kind of blue this is to you, and have fun with it, and give them fun names. Uh, let's talk about brown. I mean. We, we often use vintage photo brown or walnut stain brown, but there are other browns. There's brush corduroy brown, and, and you can certainly uh, borrow the names from the inks, or you can just create your own. Uh, I like to use the word cocoa for brown. Uh, for me, that seems to be the color of vintage brown. It's basically a cocoa. Or barn door, or how about tanned leather? I mean, there's so many different ways you can describe this. So I encourage you to think of rich ways to describe the colors that you use in your journals in the description that you place in the stores that you sell them or uh, on YouTube if you do the YouTube videos. Uh, how about green? Good old green. How about moss green? How about forest green? How about algae green? How about, you know, Martian green? I mean, you could really have a lot of fun with this. And then there's good old beige. You know, I mean, I, you know, in the 70s and the 80s, dreaded beige. We Everybody wore beige. It was all beige all the time. And uh, the word beige almost became a horrible uh, a, a word where we could never, uh, when we were looking for paint colors, uh, you know, recently in modern times, we would never call it just beige. They would, paint colors are a great place to find great ways to describe colors. Uh, so if you're having a hard time thinking of fancy ways to describe your colors, just march right on down to your local department or your hardware store and uh, ruffle through those paint chips because they have amazing colors. Um, you know, they just don't say blue and light blue and dark blue. They have all these like Icelandic, you know, perch river blue, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but they really have these wonderful ways to describe it. And um, so there's a good resource for uh, describing the colors in your journal. How about pink? Uh, you know, pink on its own is a little, you know, it's pink, but you know, there's a lot of shades of pink, let's face it. And uh, how about dusty rose? How about, let's call it dusty rose, or we could call it a muted pink. Or how about this baby cheeks pink? I mean, you can just have a lot of fun with these things. Um, you know, so remember that color can be used as a theme in and of itself for your journals. Uh, I remember the, one of the first color-themed journal I made was a blue journal. And I just, it was one of the easiest ways I could make a journal back in the beginning. I just thought to myself, I'm going to go ahead and grab everything that I have that is the color in the color blue. And I gathered it all together. And uh, it was so easy to make a journal that way. I just made the cover blue. I had a lot of white pages, but I added blue um uh, embellishments and blue inks and I accented it with a little bit of black and it really came out cool and if I had embellishments that were not blue I made them blue I either painted them or inked them or splattered them or you know did something to them to make them blue 
and uh, or I use blue papers or blue uh, threads or yarns or strings or trims. Uh, it was it's just a lot of fun to do. So I, I encourage you to explore a color and make a journal from it because it really is a lot of fun. And color can develop and accent a storyline. Uh, just think about it as you're, you're, you're taking these people through a journey in your journal. Um, it can deepen moods. It can add to the mystery. It can create levity with light, playful colors. Uh, it can add whimsy or a childlike effect to it. It can also add mystical feelings. If you go with purples and sparkly purples and things like that and golds and things like that. So think about color, you know, the golds and the silvers. Those are also things to contemplate as well. When you are, uh, uh making your journals, you could make an all gold journal, or you could just use the gold as an accent, or you could also play with copper or bronze or brass, or, you know, there's just platinum. I mean, there's just really a lot of fun things that you can do with color. Uh, you also have these options. Uh, you could do, I'm not committing to any color journal. It's just going to be eclectic. I'm just going to make what thrills my mind at the moment. And I'm, this is going to be how this journal will be. And I'm just going to consider it an experience and it's just going to be fun. And those are some of the most fun journals to make, honestly, when there's no rules and you're just kicking back and you're playing and you're gluing and you're having fun. And all of a sudden this beautiful creation comes out of nowhere. It is, it is fascinating. So I highly encourage you if you've never made a no boundaries journal, go for it because you can really have a lot of fun with that. Um, it, the freedom is, it, it's just, it's ecstasy. Then if you're going to take it a little further into the world of color, maybe you want to just uh, tiptoe in and you're going to start with one base color and then you're going to add a lot of different accents. That's a great way to approach it if you don't know where to start or where to, uh, what to do or where to take this. One base color with lots of different colored accents. Or you could do one base color with only one accent or one base color with three accents. You could uh, mix this up many different ways. Now you advance a little further and you could use two base colors and one or two accents or two base colors and 10 accents. I mean, it's completely up to you. Or you could even go to three base colors and only use one accent. You could reverse engineer the entire thing that way. So there's so many things that really are fun with color and color is meant to be played with. It's meant to be enjoyed. And I want you guys to have fun out there with it. So be brave, be bold, go ahead and play with your colors. And um, at this time, I just want to review my, my, I'm calling it my hit list with you. I just want to remind you of a, a few things. Uh, be sure to check out the free checklist uh, for journal supplies and the free note from the bookmaker, which are, there's a clickable link in the description box below my videos. And uh, I'm going to see if I can also insert it on the description of my podcast as well. That might be nice for you if I can do that. Uh, but if I can do that, I will put it there. The uh, free checklist uh, for journal supplies is just a uh, grand, it's about a seven or eight page list of if you're walking around wondering what you can put in your journal, have I got the list for you? And I divide it into basic and advanced. Basically the basic is, uh, things that you can easily find around your home that are free or almost free and advanced are the, uh, things if you're ready to go to the next level and you just want to add a, a few really cool tools or extras and, uh, they're, um, you know, obviously going to cost a little bit more money, but you can, 
fully make journals in either category. And I just made this because I know when I was originally making journals, it was a great way for me to keep my eyes open and gather supplies as I traveled the earth. And all of a sudden I found that there were a lot more supplies around than I had originally thought. And uh, so you can totally base it on your own budget, but it's, it's fun and easy for you to explore and you can print it out or you can store it on your computer. And the free note to the bookmaker, I've kicked this one up a little bit of a notch because I thought I wanted to make it easier for you guys to use. Um, originally I just had a photograph of it, um, from my Instagram and it's still there. You can check it out on Instagram, but it, here in the link, it, there's going to be a, um, a word doc and a PDF. The word doc is designed so that when you, um, uh, get it on your computer, you can play with it. You can move the words around. You can change words. You can change the font style, the color, anything you want to do, you can play with it. Um, there's also a PDF format. If you don't want to have to do any of that and you just want a cool looking description of what a note, uh, what a junk journal is that you can tuck inside your junk journal. This is the PDF is for you. It's in an old typewriter font and you just uh, print it out and you just uh, you do with it what you will. And uh, you can just fold it up and tuck it in the first page of your journal if you like and or anywhere. And uh, also a reminder that my podcasts come out every Tuesday and Thursday and my videos come out Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And my Facebook group, um, please come over and join us. We're having so much fun there. It's a very positive, friendly, supportive group. Um, I offer weekly and monthly challenges, w- which are all optional, but it's a great place for you to store what you, uh, show what you may and uh, you can put uh, pictures on there. You can uh, make posts. You can uh, interact with each other. Everybody's jumping in and helping each other make things. It's really a lot of fun. And people are posting questions and their questions are getting answered really quickly. So if uh, you find that might be a help to you, then please come on over because we'd love to interact with you. And um, let's see, I think that is pretty much everything. So just remember folks that fun can be simple and always create with reckless abandon. And I will be talking to you soon. And I will, I know I'm going to be looking forward to talking to you next time. So take care, everybody. Happy crafting. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye.